Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. I am your host, Blake Rafino, and this is Are You Serious Sports. We hope that you are making it a good one. We know that we are as well. What a, uh, a news-filled day, even though there's only one big breaking news uh, that we will be talking about today. What have, it felt like it was coming, right? Like, over the last couple days, it felt like the news was coming. Now it's here, and we got to talk about it. We're going to get all of your suggestions I'm going to give you my suggestions, and we're going to talk about it during the show as LSU is set and has accepted in principle the D.C. job from Durante Jones, the uh, the DB's coach from the Minnesota Vikings, is set to be the new defensive coordinator at LSU. We will talk about that. Also, we have a special guest coming on today, Brain Volko, the former LSU defensive lineman and now with the Los Angeles Chargers, is set to join the show in about... 11 minutes gonna be really excited to talk to Brady and see what he's up to these days and now that he's with the Chargers how's things going gonna uh, touch base with him it's gonna be really really fun also LSU basketball man they're hitting a rough patch they're hitting a rough patch we'll talk about that as well but before we get started guys as always my name is Blake Rafino. if this is your first time joining don't do us a favor by hitting the like and share we are still doing the hundred dollar gift card giveaway all you got to do is go to YouTube and hit that subscribe button and the notification bell. And we greatly appreciate our partners over at Believe Podcast as well as we're doing big things with them. But before we get started, let's do this. As always, let's pay some bills around here. And none better. I talked to one of one RU Syrian today who said that he stopped by GM Varno and Sons. GM Varno and Sons has faithfully been serving your Denim Springs and Baton Rouge area for over 62 years. With their highly... Tra- well, actually... 63 years now. With their highly trained technicians, there's absolutely nothing that they can't do. RV repair, big rig overhauls, motorhome chassis, routine maintenance, tire repair, tire rotations, tire sales. No job is too big or too small over at GM. 
Give them a call today at 225-664-9992. That's 225-664-9992. And tell them Blake Rafino over at AYS sent you by. And for the number one law firm in the North Shore, go to team.kw.com. That's team.kw.com. If you're looking for a new home, or if you want to list your, new, your home today, give them a call as there's no better sales team in the North Shore than your home team. 985-467-7355. That's 985-467-7355. Tell them Blake Rafino over at AYS sent you by. Okay, let's break this down before we get to Brayden Fajoko in uh, about nine to ten minutes. Um, not the big name hire that everyone was expecting. Right, like everybody wanted, and everybody LSU wanted to splash hire a big time hire, a guy that we can go out a Marcus Freeman, a Barry Oldham, a uh, uh, a Ryan Nelson for what that's worth. Everybody wanted the big name DC hire. I understand that. I very, very, very much understand that. So let's break this down in its infancy because Durante Jones is looking like, and people have told me, uh, a lot of people that I respect. Uh, have told me and people at LSU have advised that they have agreed in principle with Durante Jones to be the next DC. Let's pray to God that we're not coming on this show in what, tomorrow, and we have to come out here and say, well, hey, LSU confirmed that they had signed the guy and he's not going to be the next DC. From the PR standpoint, everyone do us a favor. Yes, I see your questions. I did forget to say it. Everyone do us a favor. Hit the like and share on Facebook, uh, the retweet on Twitter. And you, and well, I guess you could share on YouTube. I don't know how you do that, but you just do it. I appreciate everybody letting me know that I forgot to say that. I thought I didn't. Um, here's, let's talk about some positives and negatives about Durante, Durante Jones possibly being the next DC, looking like he will be. Uh, number one, Doing the research this weekend, so when we started hearing this name Saturday and Sunday, we heard that they were targeting somebody in the NFL Thursday, Friday evening. Um, We weren't able to confirm exactly who that was. When we found out, or when I found out Saturday, that it was going to be Durante Jones, we did did a lot of digging into his past. Um, Yes, he is... I, don't, I wouldn't technically call him a protege of Dave Aranda, but has coached with Dave Aranda. Now, we'll have Braden Fajoko on in just a second, and he's, he can break down Dave Aranda for us, playing under Dave Aranda and being in those meetings with Dave Aranda. Uh, but to say that he's a protege of Dave Aranda is a bit much. I could also say that he's a protege of Mike Zimmer, uh, Marvin Lewis, so on and so forth. However, this is why the fit makes sense. And let's make this very clear. Very, very clear. The man has been a part of defenses that run a 4-3 system. Well, Blake, we don't run a 4-3. I get it. 4-2-5 multiple. Go on YouTube. Listen to the way that he breaks down defenses. Hey, we're going to run zone. We're going to run man. And we're going to bring the house after you. Does that sound like somebody you know? Yeah, his name's Ed Orgeron. So from a system fit, this seems, to, from what we've understood from Durante Jones, seems to fit on what Ed Orgeron and the... And mainly, the number one thing the personnel looks to do, number two, and probably the biggest thing of all of this, the number, I should have put it at number one, but number two, he doesn't want to be the LSU DC forever. This is not Bo Pelini coming in here with two, three, four million dollars of buyout money 
that he doesn't really care what happens, right? He wants to be that head coach. Mike Zimmer said something interesting. The head coach of the Minnesota Vikings, when he hired Durante Jones, he goes, look, I was in the room with this guy for 10 minutes and I knew that he was going to be a head coach in the NFL one day. That's very big praise. Very, very, very big praise. Harrison Smith, not just a, a Pro Bowl safety, but an, an all-pro guy in the NFL said that he's one of the best coaches, one of the best coaches to ever coach him. And he's been a great safety, what, now for seven, eight, nine years? That's the positives. <laughs> Gator Man says, hey, buddy, you're spinning it. Yeah, yeah, maybe. But I think that he's going to be a damn good coach. And which brings me to number three. Which brings me to number three. It's not going to be worse than it was last season. Right? Like it's not going to be much worse than it was last season. That's what we know. That's exactly what we know. Um, I'm seeing a couple of comments. This one says, and I know people are talking about Corey Raymond. Look, we've talked about this for months. We talked about this last year before we took the hiatus and then we came back. Corey Raymond has advised people that he does not want to be the D.C. at LSU. Uh, before the whole Bo Pelini thing, it's being out there and there that Corey Raymond did not want to be the next defensive coordinator at LSU. Loves being a position coach and better for him. Lee, uh, Lee asks on Facebook Live as well. Uh, Deion Black says, I don't know about this hire. Well, look, the perception doesn't mean anything. There's two things that's going to mean everything. Number one, recruiting. And number two, can he field a good defense? That's the only thing that matters. The PR game doesn't matter. Everything that every LSU fan will talk negatively about this hire does not matter until we get out on that field. I'm, I'm talking about like me. I'm going out on the field. Like my big ass is going to run out there on the field. Maybe Brady Fajoko can run back out there on the field. Maybe he's got some more eligibility. We'll ask him in just about three minutes. Hopefully he can come back. We know he's with the Chargers now, right? So maybe our man can come back. Uh, but we'll be talking about this one for a while. I like that he's a young hire. Now, here are some negatives. And I don't even want to call them negatives. I want to th things that are yet to be proven. How about that? Things that are yet to be proven. Um, number one, he has not called plays at a school like LSU. And I think that that can be an issue. Uh, something that I want to talk to Braden about when he gets in here. Hey, how big was your position coach? How big was your position coach in the NFL? And how big was your position coach at LSU? That will be very key to giving the understanding of what this will be like. Uh, does the, and I know I see all the questions. Look, we have 681 comments already. I get it. I get it. Uh, but it, it, it yes. It does bother me a little that he's never called plays. I'm just going to be a little honest. Um, but I don't think that's an end-all, be-all. I think the man can recruit. He's got Louisiana ties. Um, and he's worked his way up. Do you guys understand? And I'm not trying to fluff this hire. Those, the, the Not calling the plays is a big deal. Not having the experience of calling plays for a long time can be a big deal. But do you understand how hard it is, just in general, to go from high school all the way to the NFL as a coach in that amount of time? That's my opinion. Now, it's going to be interesting to see 
what it is. Now, everyone, and we're about to get to Braden Fajoko, is going to join us in just a second. Uh, last part, and we'll get to this after we talk with Braden, but the Coy Raymond thing, the D.C. is not going to be coaching just the, just the DBs. That's not going to happen. He's your defensive coordinator. He's going to be walking around. He's going to be doing install. He's going to be doing a lot of things. Blake Baker, the D.C. at Miami's name, has now come up as a potential linebackers coach and maybe a passing game coordinator. They're building this staff and better form. So I think that it can be, it has the potential to be a very great hire. But LSU fans, all 409 of you, it's not going to get worse than it was last season defensively. I promise you that. It's a great hire. Okay, let's get to one of our good friends and sponsors, and then we'll get to Mr. Braden Fajoko, who will be joining us just now. So let's get on to this. And don't forget, he's saving you a lot of money, like a lot of money. One person called me today and said, or yesterday, or was it Friday, that said that they saved them $300 on their mortgage. And that's none better than our good friend, Mr. John Patton, over at Area Home Lending. Guys, if you're thinking about buying a new home, saving money on that mortgage that you have now, or even doing that cash out refi, the timing has never been better. Get in touch with Mr. John Patton from Area Home Lending today. And if you mention this show, he will send this team out for a free appraisal. Get in, call, get in touch with him today. Go to areahomelending.com. That's area. HomeLindy.com and tell him Blake Rafino over at AYS sent you all by. All right, Mr. Braden Fajoko. Braden, what's going on tonight, my man? How are we doing? Man, just nothing much. Sitting back, watching some sports, some NBA games, just uh, enjoying my offseason right now. I hear you. Well, man, it, it, we're very excited to have you on. We got a lot to get into, a lot of questions. Uh, I know a lot of fans are in the chat, want to know, so we'll get to some of those in just a second. Um, Braden, I got to ask this question first because you're one of the first NFL players that I've talked to after the season. You've been through some really big ups in 2019, the best team to ever field a college football uh, team. You were on that team. Then you go into the NFL and then COVID-19 happens. Was this not the toughest season that you've ever been a part of this past year in your rookie year with the Chargers? Oh, without a doubt. Um, And I say this because – there wasn't a lot of guarantees this year. Um, There's no preseason games. There wasn't, you you never knew if we were going to make it as a league past week eight this year. Um, There was a ton of rumors about the league getting shut down and, and all the, you know, the, the games that were going to be postponed. And, you know, we had those incidents and COVID outbreaks with other teams um, and just affected everybody in the league. So without a doubt, I feel like this was one of the toughest years. And I think, going on into this year it may even get tougher for the incoming rookies um just based off of what i've seen so far well Braden, you bring up a good point and if anyone has a question do it what you always do hit us with the hashtag ask Braden. uh you bring up a good point there too because the combine's not going to happen you're not going to have a lot of these pro days i mean were you during this process of going into the nfl in march and COVID 19 hits were you getting really worried in reference to that like man what there's so many uncertains. Were you always kind of maybe not, maybe just a little in the back of your mind, like, man, what's going to happen here? Or did you have people kind of walking you through and, and helping you through that process? You know, my agent kind of helped me um, just kind of grasp on what was going to happen, you know, throughout the process and what to expect with everything. Um, as far as like, you know, the combine being canceled this year, you know, I remember last year when this COVID outbreak and the pandemic first came upon us. Um, you know, I had a bunch of visits to NFL teams get canceled. 
And so I was a little bummed because I was like, you know what? It's all right. We're going to have a huge pro day. Uh, a bunch of my teammates that went to the combine didn't participate. So they're going to get to all, you know, we're going to get all the scouts, all the coaches. Everybody I talked to, NFL-wise, NFL personnel, NFL coaches, um, scouts were all like, we're looking forward to seeing a pro day. Fast forward about a month, and I see that LSU Pro Day gets postponed. It mm-hmm. was around the same time. I don't know if you remember. They canceled the baseball season last year. Uh, the SEC, yep. the mm-hmm. SEC had the shutdown. And so when that happened, I was like, okay, postponed maybe a week or two at the latest. We'll get to do our Pro Day. We get to April 3rd when our Pro Day is supposed to be, and all of a sudden it's, yeah, I'm sorry. You know, there's no Pro Days this year. Everything's canceled. It is what it is. Mm-hmm. And um, it's tough because everything I had to do from there on was virtual, whether it was FaceTiming with position coaches, uh, meeting with other teams, uh, just going through the process. And it was kind of a little stressful because I was like, you know what? I've trained so hard for the past few months, worked the past year winning a national championship. I want to be able to showcase everything in person with these coaches. And I'm not getting the opportunity to do that was the toughest part. And so, you know, going into this year, I just kind of feel for the rookies coming into the NFL that are going to be in the same position I was in, um, mm-hmm. undrafted, not getting a chance to showcase in person. Um, and hopefully, and I say this optimistically, they do go through at Pro Days this year because I feel I like too. all the kids that have come out for the NFL draft this year deserve an opportunity to be looked at. Brayden, with all that being said, it, it, listen, this is so interesting from a fan perspective, right? Because we always know the process, but you actively lived it. Okay, and to do what you just did, and I don't think, and look, I'm not trying to just pat you on the back here, but to do what you did, you know, hard knocks, people falling in love with you. We have people coming on this show saying, get Brayden on, get Brayden on. He's my favorite LSU player. So, you know, it it was just interesting the way that in your character and how you were able to build on that was just absolutely so amazing. Uh, With that being said, and we have a couple questions, um, more line inside of Facebook Live People are basically just asking, what's the biggest adjustment from LSU in 2019 to the NFL? Now, we saw on Hard Knocks when you were working with Melvin Gordon, talking to Joey Bosa, they were, you know, you were picking their brain. What was the biggest thing for you going into last season, just on the field related? Oh, that's a great question. Um, you know, being on the field, I think the biggest difference, and I was talking with one of the guys I was working out with in the gym today. Um, uh, Dietrich Wise from the uh, New England Patriots. Um, he is a sorry, my dog is just. Oh, dude, you're psycho, good, man. A psychopath, right? Hey, now. I have a um, I have a two year old who will run in here and go crazy. So it's all good, brother. <laughs> um, no, so I was talking to Dietrich Wise, and uh, you know, I, we played the Patriots, and so you know, we both got to shout out to the game. But the biggest thing I've noticed on the field difference, not just speed of the game, because everybody kind of gives you that answer. Oh, the speed of the game is a lot quicker. It happens a lot faster. Um, but I noticed in college compared to the NFL guys are trying to really take your head off in college. <laughs> right. Um, we played Florida, we play Alabama, we play Auburn, like literally guys are like trying to plow you into the dirt and they're trying to just take your lunch money. They're, you know, figuratively speaking here. Um, but in the NFL, yeah, don't get me wrong. Guys are trying to be competitive and so, but it's more of a union, you know, mm. and guys are looking out for each other in the best in the best possible way so we can stay healthy to have a good season. Um, it's one of those things where it's a league where it's a small world. You never know where you'll end up next year. 
um, as a player, you never know. I'm, you may be with the Chargers now. You may be with the Bills next year. So you always want to consistently develop relationships throughout the league, not right. just with fellow players, but with fellow coaches, um, fellow personnel members. That's the biggest thing I noticed is developing not just on the field relationships, but off the field relationships as well. Because it's always a, it's a revolving door. Absolutely. You know, and Brady, in and out of teams. Uh, I'm sorry. Go ahead. Uh, no, no, no. Guys are in and out of teams. Um, you know, coaches are in and out of teams. And so you always want to be able to have a security blanket to where wherever I end up next, I want to be able to know somebody. I want to be able to know the system. I want to be able to be comfortable because uh, I think that's what it comes down to is as just human beings, human nature. We all want to be comfortable within our certain areas of where we are in life. It's a great way to put it. And it's interesting. I'm not sure. Like I played football in high school with a guy named mm-hmm. Terrence McGee. He bounced around the league and he, he talked about that vividly, right? Like, Hey, I spoke to a running backs coach with the Bills. Then he goes to Baltimore, and I get picked up by Baltimore the next week. You know, like, that's just very interesting uh, that you hear that. We do have a question I thought was really interesting. Michael Ray on YouTube says, Ask Braden, what's your favorite Polynesian dish that you suggest that I should get into my belly right now? Oh, that's a great question. Um, Favorite Polynesian dish would have to be, you could go with, Ooh, and I'm kind of being plain here, but you could go with lao lao. So lao lao is basically taro leaf that's slow cooked underground. And it's your choice of meat, whether you want chicken or you want beef or you want fish. But it's all marinated underground with onions, coconut milk, salt, pepper. I mean, you know, Polynesian culture is heavy salt. So, I mean, (laughs) there's no surprise. We use a lot of salt, a lot of mayonnaise, but it's all slow cooked underground and that's probably the best thing and it's super healthy for you i mean depending on how it's cooked <laughs> right uh, it's super healthy for you so um it's one of the best things i suggest to go eat if you're you know trying to look for good polynesian dishes well everybody's asking like nick gidry just asked as Braden, i bet you missing the louisiana food you know the the crawfish the etouffee man look as a former <laughs> offensive lineman and you a defensive lineman i'm gonna bring this up anytime somebody talks yeah. about food we got to bring it up. Uh, it's something that was interesting. I've asked a lot of former players, and I'm going to ask you, and I know I, we talked about this before you came on the show. What's your favorite Coach O story? You know, like Joe Burrow goes on the podcast, and he says that, hey, I'm watching film with Joe Brady, and he's walking past. We just got to commit, and he's screaming, hold that tiger. You know, like stuff like that. What is your favorite Coach O memory that you can share? Can confirm. Can confirm he does do that. <laughs> he does do that. Um there's a lot of stories all right so uh we're playing Ole Miss um this is my junior year we're playing Ole Miss at home um we uh you know we have these things called call-out meetings right Right. and so call-out meetings are it's like the first meeting we do before the game at the hotel so Mm -hmm. say we have kickoff for six o'clock six p.m central standard time um we'll leave to the stadium from the hotel at around 345 from lot cook um, so the first call-out meeting is going to be at 2 o'clock. And what call-out meeting is, is we go through all the four core special teams. Um, you know, we'll have the starting 11 stand up. And then, you know, it's kind of where, oh, Braden Foco goes down on field goal block. Who's And then my backup would say, oh, so-and-so in. So Neil Farrell would be like, Neil Farrell in. Right. So the way call-out meeting works is a coach will walk in or somebody will walk in and they're just bringing in energy. We have music blasting. Guys are dancing. So – we get to the Ole Miss week, right? And we're doing call-out meetings. There's no music playing when we walk in and we're like, geez, like, what's going on? And, you know, we're about to go. Coach, oh, 
storms in the doors, right? And uh, he just has this look on his face, like his eyes are wide open, like he's about to kill somebody. <laughs> and he has two cans of Red Bull, tears his shirt off. He has like an LSU polo shirt, tears it off, two cans of Red Bull, like a scene from WWE Raw <laughs> in Stone Cold Steve Austin, has the Budweiser, uh, the beer on the top rope, and he's just shotgunning it, chugging it. Coach o has two Red Bulls. Cracks them both open and he just starts going crazy. And everybody, like, we didn't even need a call out meeting. Everybody just started going crazy. Like, we knew we were going to kick the living, the living. You could say it. You, yeah, Miss. you could say it. The living dog shit the, out of him. I'll say it for the, you. <laughs> the living dog shit out of Ole Miss that night. Uh, but that was probably one of my best Coach O stories. You know, it's interesting, Braden. Like, you tell that story. And I, I just got done reading Flip the Script from Bruce Feldman on Ed Orgeron, you know, and just the, the stuff that the man does, you know, the rock put in a character in his news, uh, TV series, you know, and, uh, the rock did the interview, you know, I'm a big rock fan. Like we do the Rudy Pooh segment of the week. Like I'm a huge <laughs> rock fan. Right. And so like when somebody would say, well, Hey Blake, what do you think about that? I'd be like, it doesn't matter what you think. I can see Ed Orgeron saying that that's the best part of these stories. Uh, Braden, I got to ask you, because I want to go – I know we didn't talk about this one, but just bring me here. Let's take a look behind the curtain in reference to 2019. Um, after the Texas game, like, that's when I knew, right? Like, I, I, I've had a feeling y'all were going to beat Alabama. I had a feeling that you were going to get to the playoff. But for you – well, and let me back up. I was on the sideline for the Georgia Southern game, and something was different, right? Like, I'd been down there before. I'd seen walkthroughs. It was just different. But for you as a player, when did you know that that team was just going to be special, that you're like, hey, man, we got something rolling here? Oh, man. I want to say after after that a and loss in 2018, okay, so we come back, and I, was, I had just got season-ending surgery the week before, mm. but I was with the team, and so we get back from College Station, and, and there was just a sick feeling that night, right? We lost mm-hmm. seven overtimes, 74-72. We get back, and we're like, man, you know, we hope the committee sees us as a as a New Year's Six team. We deserve it, and the way we should have played, um, the way our season went. And so there was that. And, and not just the loss of that game, but I think that was the, I want to say, turning point of our offense. That's when everybody seen what Joe could do as a quarterback. Right. Um, it was late in that game in overtime where Joe started running. We had quarterback runs. Joe started dicing it up in the pocket. We knew we're like, whoa, like we can we got a legit offense. And then UCF, you know, whoever that kid was that that hit Joe late, like he literally woke up a sleeping giant. Um, oh, dude. But from that A and M game, I think that loss was like, man, we don't want to put ourselves in this situation where we have to leave it in the ref's hands mm-hmm. let's go and i remember coach o told us in, the, in our team meeting that monday he's like we should have won this game i'm not gonna pull the the excuse card of the refs or this and this and the officiating why don't we going into future you know references take it out of their hands mm-hmm. and that's why you've seen in, in 2019 we literally dominated um everybody we played and then you've seen it from georgia southern to Texas game. I remember there was literally an excuse for every game we played. Georgia Southern was going to be a trap game. Um, Texas was going to be a shootout. 
you know, Northwestern State. They're a Louisiana team. You know, we're going to you gonna get you know, their best so, punch. Yeah, there was always an mm-hmm. excuse, but somehow we always figured out a way to rise to the occasion in what we were doing. And so, I mean, I, I think that was, from my personal point of view, the turning point was that A&M game when we lost. And we we're like, you know what? This isn't going to happen no more. We're going to get things done, and we're going to do it in dominating fashion. Former LSU and now Chargers defensive lineman Brayton Fajoko is our guest. Brayton, a couple more, and we'll get you on out of here, man. You've been fantastic. This has been amazing. Uh, Steven Miller says this is so great. Uh, a lot of people are, are, are saying this as well. Uh, I do have a question, and this is I've seen this twice, but Jay Samuelson, 88, says, Ask Braden, are you still running the war zone? <laughs> a little bit. I'm not going to lie. I am. I, I suck at war zone. Um, the only shooter game I will play is PUBG. Um, I, I'm, I think PUBG is, is much better than war zone, in my opinion. Bigger map. Uh more guns it's more realistic you're dropping um i'm a big fortnite player as well um i recently been playing a lot of spyro just getting back to my childhood days right um but uh i am i will get back on warzone if if the fans want to uh we can run some but yeah i'm a big i'm a PUBG guy over warzone just just my opinion well the are you syrians are gonna are gonna hit you up on twitter now because they want you to play warzone just gonna let you know that uh brayden i know that and look i've talked to former nfl guys and they tell me it's always very tough to watch the season during your own season um but were you able to see a lot of lsu in 2020 and where do you think that they can come off of and make this season better? Neil Farrell, you talked about earlier, is coming back. Glenn Logan coming back. Um, how big is that? Because you were a guy that I remember we were people were literally on the edge of their seats wondering if you were coming back for your senior year, right? What do you think that this team can do moving forward? And what did you see from 2020 that you think that they can improve on? I think, you know, the first thing that jumps out to me in 2020 is the defensive change um you go from running an odd front and now you go to an even front you know basically you go from three four to a four three um one thing i can tell you about that is as much as you want to project that i want this defense to be played a certain way you got to think about the guys you've recruited Right, mm, so you had right. Neil, you got Glenn, um, possibly Tyler Shelvin if he didn't opt out. But you all, you had Apuika for a few games. Um, you got Jacoby and Guillory, Jay Roy, a bunch of guys that were were recruited to play in a certain system. Right now, you get a different defensive coordinator that runs a new system, a four three system. Don't get me wrong; it's not hard to you know, playing two different systems. I did it in college. I did it at Texas Tech, did it at LSU. I played in multiple defensive schemes. But the things, it's the little things you ask for out of certain positions, right? Mm -hmm. So out of your D-line, are you asking them to two-gap? Are you asking them to play uh, penetrate defense? Out of your linebackers, are you asking them to be more patient or are you asking them to be like Devin White where, hey, we're going to come downhill, we're going to play fast? Your DBs. You know, we went from my year, we played a lot of quarters. And now, you know, this past year, they played a lot of man, just based off of what I saw. Different things, different identities in the defense is what's going to either make or break players in in college schemes. Because when you get to the NFL, you don't get to tell a coach, I feel comfortable in this game. It's either you're going (laughs) to learn how to run it or they're going to find somebody new. 
So that's mm-hmm. the biggest thing about college I've seen this year was LSU, without a doubt, has the talent. Um, I think them having, um, you know, and, and I remember Jones, I remember him, correct me if I'm wrong, but I think he coached at Hawaii. Um, he did. He sure did. I, mm-hmm. So they were recruiting me in high school, right? And uh, I think I remember Coach Jones. I think um, I think he was like the assistant head coach or somebody. He was he a defensive was. coach on their staff. Yeah. Yep. And so I remember him. And, you know, seeing that he also learned under Aranda, I think LSU is getting back to the basics this year. I think that's a positive. Um, they're getting back to ultimately what won us a national championship. Um, a little bit of Joe Brady offense um, mixed with Steve Ensminger. Um, now you get a little bit of Aranda's defense mixed with Coach O's uh, defensive line philosophy and play. Right. If you want to win games and if you want to ultimately hoist up that trophy at the end of the season, you got to get back to what you do best. Mm-hmm. And I think for Coach O, he's done a great job of this offseason of addressing those issues. Number one, finding out what kind of scheme your players fit in. And then number two, going to go get the coaches that do it. And then number three, bringing back the players for another year. Huge. I mean, you return everybody in the trenches offensively and defensively. That is huge mm-hmm. for a college program. Yeah, you want to go recruit guys out of the, the high school ranks and, and develop them. But in this day and age, everybody wants wins right now. You mm-hmm. know, especially after Alabama coming off of, SC, uh, off of national championship year. Right. Now the pressure's on every other SEC school to do it. You mm-hmm. know, because LSU did it the year before. Bama does it, and now it's like, hey, everybody's got to pick up their game. So I do feel really confident in what LSU and Coach O has done this season and the offseason changes they've made. Um, I know I saw you're about to do a podcast, okay? And mm-hmm. so I'm going to say this from someone who has a little bit of more experience. Do what you just did with that answer. You're going to crush it. Doesn't matter. You could you could talk about anything else. You do that, man. That was the way you just articulated that was fantastic. Brayden, one more question. We'll get you out of here, my friend. Yeah. It's been fantastic. What are you doing now? I know that the off season's really tough. I know that there's a lot of restrictions. Um, what are you able to do now to get ready? And I know that we still have the Super Bowl, but as Derek Jeter once said, I take one week off and eat a Big Mac and I'm back at it. Uh, what are you doing actively now? Um, so after the season, um, true story, didn't tell anybody this. This is the first time we're in public with it. But I tested positive for COVID-19. Um, oh. It was literally the last day of the season. And uh, everybody, we did our exit meetings. And then I get my literally the last test of the season. I get it back. And my the head trainer for the Chargers, he goes, you know, you tested positive. Um, I thought it was a symptomatic because I wasn't feeling anything. And so – I'm in the hotel. I'm in the, in the team hotel. You know, I just closed out my lease back in California, getting ready to come back to my home in uh, in Frisco, Texas. And um, literally a day later, I start feeling like I got hit by a car. I got a, a serious headache. I got body chills. Um, breathing was off and on. And so that happened. That that stayed with me for about four to five days. And then I recovered from that. Um, it, it, it It's a real pandemic. It's a real issue and i encourage a lot of people to to take the right steps and and continue to just be you know mindful of who they're around what they're doing until we can you know find a true vaccine a true way to figure out how to beat it but after that i came back home to uh to dallas to dallas texas me and my girlfriend we live here currently um 
and just begun training, not really hitting it hard. Um, I'm up at the, the gym uh, built for it athletics in Prosper, Texas, just based off of where all the guys in the NFL train the offseason. It's ran by Kayvon Frazier with the with the Miami Dolphins. But just kind of just being a little mindful about if we're going to have OTAs in April or if we're going to have camp in August. Right. You know, knowing how my body's going to be. I don't want to keep hitting it hard now and then hit a plateau where my body's hurting. And so I just kind of want to gradually just work into it, um, know what I'm working for this offseason, and then just relax, just spend time at home, cook, clean, um, play games, walk the dog, you know, do basic stuff, go bowling, you know, during the week. Um, Just enjoy life, you know, until I got to get back to it. Brayden, you've been absolutely fantastic, my man. I know that we just we just put the plug in for the podcast. I'm not sure if you're ready to roll it out with, but I know everybody, every LSU fans knows where to find you. But tell them if everything you're doing on with the podcast and everything you got going on, my friend. So you know, right now I'm just uh, just trying to build it, just trying to find out the right equipment. Um, you know, gonna I already have my YouTube channel up, Brayden Fajoko. Um, and so, you know, right now, just I'm a rookie around these parts. So I got <laughs> I still got to figure out uh, the right microphone. I, I just ordered a new MacBook so I can do all my editing and stuff like that. So I'm so grateful for YouTube and social media because, I mean, you put something out there and everybody's messaging you like, hey, you should do this, You're giving you help towards it. Uh, and so when it when it goes up, it will go up on my Twitter, Braden Foco for it'll go up on my uh, Instagram at Louisiana underscore 91. Um, I'm looking forward to it. I mean, I'm basically just going to be talking about anything, sports, life, food, um, you name it, I'll cover it. And uh, hopefully I can get to some topics that, you know, people can relate to. Absolutely, my friend. And listen, after the show, I'll send you some of the stuff that we use here. And we'll definitely help you out there. Anything that we can do, I'll definitely help you with that, man. But thank you again. And we'll talk again soon, my friend. Have a great offseason, and we'll talk soon. Yes, sir. Appreciate it, Blake. Y'all be easy. All right, man. That is Brayden Fajoko, former LSU and now Chargers defensive lineman. What a hell of a job he just did. That's not me. That dude just did a hell of a job. What a fantastic, what a fantastic interview by Brayden Fajoko. What man, I got chills. That guy was really good. Okay, let's get to a sponsor and then we'll talk about what Braden just talked about. We'll get to some of your comments. Also, we'll be we'll talk about the new DC at LSU. But we first, like I just mentioned, we gotta get over to my friends over at the Drake Law Firm. Personal injury, criminal defense, real estate, and successions. There's absolutely no law firm that will be better suited for you than the Drake Law Firm. Give them a call today at 985-386-7600. That's 985-386-7600. Or go see them over at 154 West Pine Street, Ponchatoula, Louisiana. That's 154 West Pine Street, Ponchatoula, Louisiana. Tell them Blake Rufino over at AYS sent you by. Okay, let's get to a couple of the comments. Let's do the Ask Blake qu- uh, segment here because we weren't able to get to it earlier. So hashtag Ask Blake. Um, my brother says, Braden, you are the man. Yeah, he was awesome. He was awesome. Man, it's something to, it's always something to be able to take a look behind the curtain. Like, hey, the best team of all time in 2019, the LSU Tigers, and a player that was on that team to be able to take a look and and talk to him. Hey, I knew we were going to be special after we got beat at Texas A&M in 2018. When Joe got hit, it was over. Like, hey, man, that's that man's perception. That's how he feels. Absolutely fantastic job by Braden Fajoko. Um, you know what's interesting, and Braden kind of talked about this about the LSU new DC um, and Coach Jones. 
DeAndre uh, Durante Jones. He said, look, he was at Hawaii and actually recruited me. He's a really good coach. He was under Dave Aranda. And I think that he's right when he talks about LSU wants to get back to the principles that they did in 2019. You bring in guys that were with Joe Brady. I get that Aranda was only with – Jones was only with Aranda for that one season. But it does feel like – and Brandon uh, Brandon, uh, articulated that really well and saying, hey, we just want to get the band back together. Maybe not the same guys, but guys have learned under them. So, uh, Mr. Valil Fajoko says, Thank you, Blake, for having on Braden. Always love your show, Go Tigers. Always, my friend. Hey, I told you we were going to bring him on, and we did. He did a fantastic job. Absolutely fantastic. The only thing we should have done is I should have learned the haka, and we could have done it together right here. But, my friend, thank you so much. You, you guys are always amazing. Uh, Terry says, Ask Blake, DC Hire... Please bring me up to speed. Just got on. Uh, well, let me say this first, Terry. If you're just getting on, you need to go back and listen to Braden Fajoko there. Um, look, it's not a it's not a slam dunk hire. It's not a splashy hire. It's not a hire that's going to get that the the hairs on the back of your neck to stand up. But what it is going to do, and what I like about it a lot, is the guy. This guy wants to progress. Being the LSU DC is not where he wants to be. When you have four, one of the best defensive minds in the NFL, from Marvin Lewis to Mike Zimmer, saying that this guy is a fantastic coach. Harrison Smith saying he's a fantastic coach. Guys, guess what? He's a fantastic coach in their eyes and what he's done. The negative, and again, don't want to say negative, but what is to be determined is can he call a good defense? Now, in our research or in my research during the weekend, he likes to play man. He likes to play zone and quarters like Dave Aranda did, as Braden Falco just mentioned. He likes to send blitzes and zone blitzes and confuse the shit out of you. And that's what he's going to come in here and he's going to do. A guy that knows how to <coughs> – excuse me, guys. Um, but a guy that knows how to cover the spread. He grew up in it. And I don't think – and this is me not – I'm not trying to fluff this higher, so to speak. But, guys, in 2003 – and girls – in 2003, he was a high school football coach. At Bowie State – Bowie, Bowie, whatever you want to call it. At Bowie State – Bowie, let's just call it Bowie State. He got that defense to the number one defense in Division Two. Now, this isn't – this is LSU, and it's much different. I understand that. But it's not like he has never coached defense before. Gator man, Perry Mason, look, if you've ever drink an orange juice, I guarantee you that this man has produced your orange juice. What's up, Perry? He said, very well-spoken, great insight. I thought it was, too. Uh, Dylan Landers says, ask Blake off topic, but do you think the Saints should pursue Matt Stafford? Um, Yeah, but I wouldn't give up a first-round pick for him, Dylan. I wouldn't give up a first-round pick. I wouldn't do that. Now, if Aaron Rodgers, who kind of seems like he wants out at Green Bay – Maybe. Uh, Zachary Burroughs says, Ask Blake, with the new DC hire, what scheme can you see him running the defense? Uh, will they stick to a 4-3 or mix it up? I think they're going to be very multiple. I really feel that LSU is going to be extremely multiple. And good for him for doing that. I will say that I think that with the personnel that LSU has just recruited, they like to be in a four-man front. And he's been with that on at the Bengals. And by the way, 
The secondaries where he's been at, and I get last season, but Minnesota had a lot of injuries. You can pull up a stat, and everyone needs to understand this. When you're pulling up stats, go down the injury report list too, and when seven guys are in the injury reserve, like Daniil Hunter, um, who's another big name? I forget. Like uh, Aaron Barr was on the injury reserve list. Yeah, that's going to be a big impact. A very big impact. Um but the Bengals had their best secondary of the last couple of years when he was with them. And I still don't think that it's going to affect Corey Raymond at all. Uh, so I think that they'll, they'll try to be very multiple. Very, very, very multiple. Colin Thibodeau says, Ask Blake, only thing I'm worried about with the new D.C. is can he coach? Can he connect with players and can he recruit? Well, I think he can connect with players. Look, he's, he's not much older than, than I am, really. I mean, was he 39, 40? I think it was. Um, so, yeah, I definitely believe that he can connect with players. In reference to recruiting, we just talked to Braden Fajoko. He said, listen, I don't know much, but I remember he recruited the hell out of me to go to Hawaii. <coughs> sorry, guys. Sorry, sorry, sorry. Uh, Lonnie, Lonnie Young Jr., still battling the sinus infection. He says, ask Blake, let's give Jones a chance before we start secondary guessing. It's called respect people. Look, I understand, Lonnie, where you're coming from. I Literally, I get it. Uh, but to say that, that anybody in this podcast right now know about Coach Jones before Saturday, Sunday, or especially today, I don't think that you did. Actually, I know most of you didn't. So there are concerns. There were concerns with Bo Pelini. There's concerns with Jake Peets. Look, out. there's only... I understand what people are saying, but if you, if regardless of the coach, regardless, Nick Saban hires a guy, it doesn't matter. There's always going to be questions. Always. There's only a few slammed up coaches that you can go get, and you can name them really on two or three fingers. And that's just the truth. Bill Belichick, Nick Saban, possibly Urban Meyer. And we were about to see what Urban Meyer can really do in the NFL. Now he's really going to get tested. So to say that we don't, that you can't, if we can't say that you can't talk about concerns, no, no, no. You can bring up concerns. Richie Roche, Lawn and Landscape, who is actually, believe it or not, let's put this plug in here now, is actually going to be a new sponsor of the show. We'll have that ready and, and ready to go for you on February the 1st. Richie, what's up, brother? He says, ask Blake. Now that you know the D.C. hire, how many games does LSU win next season? Uh, and also confidence level, level on Eric Gilbert coming back. Um, <clears throat> parts of me wants to say that LSU rolls out of bed a nine-win team. Like, seriously. Uh, but I also thought that last year. And we saw what happened. Um, and let's not make any mistake that and, and look, I have Coach O, um, apologist, I guess you would call him, who, who come after me saying, well, Blake, there was, there was no toxic environment inside that locker room last season. Bullshit. Bullshit. So let's hope that he does that. Michael Gagliano, what's up, Gags? He says, ask Blake, why are the Packers so pathetic in the NFC title game? LOL. Why is, Aaron, why is Tom Brady the best quarterback to ever live? Uh, 
And I don't know what Matt LaFleur was thinking. He should have gone for it. Aaron Adams says, ask Blake, what other potential DC coordinators interview today? Um, there is some talk about Blake Baker, um, the DC at Miami. Um, can he come in into some kind of role like a passing game coordinator or a running game coordinator? Uh, and can he coach linebackers? That's a name that's floated out there. Uh, we'll know more about that tomorrow. Uh, Cedric says, you and your wife did a great job raising your kids. Yeah, talking about Mr. Valil. Absolutely they did. Top notch. Absolutely top, top notch. Uh, Gag says, someone get this man a water. Yeah, I'm actually struggling, and last week, struggling with a sinus infection, not COVID. So, that is what it is. Uh, dang it, Blake, you still sick. Yeah, I'm still sick a little. I'm much better. That was the only time I coughed today. Only time I coughed today. Justin says, ask Blake, would you expect Lockature to be a D-line coach also going to need a big linebacking coaching hire? Um, I would expect Christian Lockature um, to be the next guy up. <clears throat> I would. At least that's what I've been told to expect him to be to get that promotion. Some people talked about today about meatball. Uh, Dennis Johnson coming back. Why? Why? Um, you could have. You could have technically promoted him last year, right? Like you could have brought him. You could have brought him back. You could have made him the the guy, and you didn't. <clears throat> so, is what it is there. Uh, Zachary Payne on Periscope says, "Ask Blake. Heard Eli Ricks just left." Uh, I'm not sure about that. I mean, guys, we're we're on the show right now. I don't feel text or phone calls during the show. Um, so, I'll have to check into that. Can anybody confirm that, that Eli Ricks has left? I'll have to dig into that after the show. Billy Reddy. What's up, Billy? He says, ask Blake if Jones is the hire, which more than likely he will be. Um, look, let me make this very clear right now because a lot of media and I've been lumped into this, have been taking a lot of heat. Fine, I, under, I, I understand it. Um, but let's not act like LSU's not running out there saying that both both parties accepted in principle. So, I don't think this one's going to go haywire. I don't. Uh, but Billy says, if Jones is a hire, we still need a linebackers coach and a D-line coach. Where does Jones specialize in since Raymond is here? I'd still think that for majority of all of this, that Coy Raymond will still have the room, right? Like a DC doesn't coach positions all that much. I mean, he does and he doesn't. Um, so you still have some coaching. I mean, will he pop into the secondary? Absolutely he will. Will he have a lot of main focus there? Sure. But a lot of coaching positions, um, position coaches coach their positions. So I think that it could be really good. Really, really good. And, hey, look, we don't know if, if Coach Jones isn't going to bring that room back together. Why wouldn't he? I wouldn't be surprised if he brought that room back together. Jamie Fortenberry says, Ask Blake, should the officials have called the jersey tugging a little closer yesterday? You're talking about the uh, the Packers game. Um, what bothers the shit out of me, like really bad, is the simple fact you didn't call it all game and then you called it right there at the end. Either call it all game or don't call it at all. 
Either one's fine with me, but either call it or don't. Nathan on Facebook Live says, Ask Blake, who do you think will fill the rest of the staff? That's going to be a lot of the questions from here on out, as I can see in the, inside the chat. Um, other than Christian Lockature, uh, from what I heard, being being promoted, I don't know that. Um, we're still going to have to put that in. There was some talk, again, there was some talk about Blake Baker, the D.C. at Miami. Paul, our good friend, Mr. Paul, what's up, Paul? He says, with the D-line LSU will have, if you can't dominate, then something is really wrong, regardless of who the D.C. is. It's a really damn good statement. <laughs> Gator man, Perry Mason says, Urban Cryer. He, he is, man. Uh, Zach says, I live in Iowa. I had the unfortunate experience of watching 16 Vikings games. Terrible secondary. They also had a lot of... They also had a lot of injuries. I mean, their best defensive lineman was injured. So was their best linebacker. Um, Xavier Rhodes was not there. Harrison Smith was nicked up. Oh, I said Aaron. Ask Blake, it's Anthony Barr. You're right, not Aaron. Good good call out. Jamie Fortenberry says, ask Blake, should Drew come back for one more year? No. Uh-uh. Not in my opinion. I mean, the man has a torn rotator cuff. If they let that man run back out there, man. Adam Contreras says, no, he hadn't, hasn't left yet. I don't think he's leaving. Yeah, I don't think he's leaving. I don't think he's leaving. Talking about Elias Ricks. I don't think he's leaving. Uh, Perry Mason says, you need to drink more some orange juice. Hey, man, let's, prom- let's promote your orange juice on this show. Let's talk. Let's talk. Reginald Cormier says, ask Blake Ricks rumors. I have not heard anything solid on Eli Ricks transferring. I've seen a lot of message board stuff. Um, I I hear that he might have said something in frustration, um, but no one will confirm, at least to me, now they might to somebody else, that he's transferring. And here's another thing. Why is he going through workouts if he's transferring? Why is his parents in Baton Rouge? His parents seem to kind of give you the idea um, that he's not going anywhere. All right, let's get a couple more of these and we'll get on out of here. Terry says on Facebook Live, ask Blake, so Corey Raymond going to have the whole secondary. Who's going to coach the D-line? Again, Christian Lockature is the only guy that they've really kind of brought up. Uh, Michael Ray says, and ever question uh, Nick Saban coaching hires? Well, look, their their fan base is Bill O'Brien. Remember the guy that traded DeAndre Hopkins for a bag of Skittles and some peanuts and uh, and David Johnson. They don't like that hire now. Go talk to any Alabama fan. They don't like that. They, they get so cocky sometimes too. Well, well, it doesn't matter what Nick does. He can bring in uh he can bring in your big butt Blake and, and coach offense and you'll be and you'll dominate. No. Scott says, ask Blake, I believe that DJ, I see that. I see what you did there. Uh, DJ is 41 years old. Okay, so yeah, 41. 41. Zach says, yeah, I thought I had just a sinus infection too. No, I trust me. I, I, I'm not going to, if I had if I had COVID, you would know. I wouldn't hold that back from you. What do, why would I say, it? hey, Ed, it doesn't stop the show. 
I mean, I'm in a minute, I would be in quarantine. I'm in my house. We're live from the soon to be new sponsor studio. Contibo says, I'm assuming that Saban and Sexton have no issue with LSU hiring Jones. No, they do not. No, they do not. And maybe they should. Look, this guy might come out here and dominate. Bro, he's got to do 50% better. <clears throat> he's got to do 50. Coach Jones has to do 50% better. Literally. If they're 50% better, they're middle of the pack. And they've done better, 10 times better, or literally not 10 times, but 50 times better than what they did last season. And that's not saying a lot, but they have the horses to do it. Uh, Jamie Hodges says, Blake, Eli Ricks' family moved to BR when he signed. Yeah, and I don't think that he's moving. <clears throat> I don't think that he's transferring. Uh, Blake Doucette on Facebook Live says, hey, should we uh, should the Saints pursue, pursue Deshaun Watson? Absolutely. I'd give up a first for Deshaun Watson. Um, yeah, Lee says, did Bama hire Doug Marone as their O-line coach? They sure did. Two former NFL head coaches. Uh, Jacob Simmons says, more like, more than likely rumor mill. Yeah, that's what it seems. That's what it seems. So, all right, guys, we're going to get on out of here. Tonight's show was fantastic. Brain for Hoko was fantastic. We will have more as the LSU DC coaching hires are underway. Uh, that will more than likely be confirmed very, very soon. And we'll talk some more about the position coaches. We'll be breaking that down as the week continues also LSU's basketball team is hitting a very big snag. We'll talk about that more in depth tomorrow. But until then, guys, my name is Blake Rafino. Don't forget to subscribe to YouTube for the $100 gift card giveaway. We will see you again tomorrow. Peace out. Spring is in full bloom. Are your finances? With the Chime Secured Credit Builder Visa Credit Card, you can build credit with everyday purchases and regular on-time payments, all with no annual fees or interest. With Chime's Secure Credit Card, you can start improving your credit scores right away. Get started today at Chime.com build. That's Chime.com build. Chime feels like progress. The Chime Credit Builder Visa Credit Card is issued by the Bancorp Bank N.A. or Stride Bank N.A. members FDIC. Out-of-network ATM withdrawal and OTC advance fees may apply. Terms and conditions apply. Go to Chime.com disclosures for details. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.